Hi guys and welcome to another episode of Your Girl Says with your host Tonya and today Your Girl Says is it a hot girl summer? Okay so this segment of my podcast is going to be more about pop culture so to speak so before I even start let me hit off with one of my favourite excerpts from my uh, favourite poems from Maya Angelou And it begins like this. I say it is the arch of my back, the sun of my smile, the ride of my breast, the grace of my style. I'm a woman, phenomenally. Phenomenal woman, that's me. Okay, so I decided, my reasoning behind starting off with that excerpt specifically is because today's episode is going to be about women and women empowerment and feminism, so to speak. And if you're a guy and you're listening to this, it's not going to be that hyper- feminism like burning bras all men are trash that's that's not what we're talking about today so is it a hot girl summer so you're probably wondering what does this even mean where does this come from let me start off by saying it came from um i would say it came from like two thought sorry three artists in particular uh rap artists from america such as meg d stallion uh texan uh rapper who's quite new on the scene but in my opinion she's killing it and then two um either Atlanta rappers, I believe, or Miami rappers, um, the City Girls. So basically, a hot girl summer is about women and men being unapologetically them, just having a good time, hanging with their friends, doing them. So that's uh, Megan's definition of what a hot girl summer is. My definition differs a little bit. So I believe that a hot girl summer kind of refers to like female upliftment, like females uplifting uplifting females female empowerment and just really that big feminine voice for the first time forever just uh females doing what they want because they can without fear of being scrutinized etc unfortunately um hot girl summer does come with some negative sides to it so it comes with people portraying um a hot girl as someone who is promiscuous so let me divulge a bit into what promiscuity is because i think the idea of what it actually is has been has been skewed so promiscuity is the practice of having uh, intercourse frequently with different partners or being indiscriminate in the choice of sexual partners unfortunately over the couple of years and more so recently as well the term can carry a moral judgment if the social ideal of sexual activity is monogamous relationships etc so basically what i mean by saying that is that the idea of being of women especially having multiple partners or dating for example has been seen as promiscuous and and just had a really negative all around it so today in my episode i'm going to be addressing female sexuality double standards i'm also going to um branch out and talk about love island and how love island and toxic male masculinity go hand in hand and i'm also going to close by talking about my influences of a female upliftment and empowerment okay so let's get into this okay so female sexuality so most societies have historically been more critical of women's promiscuity than of the heterosexual man's so basically what i mean by this is that there's a double standard that's not even a double standard there's just a precedent that's been set for women and men and they differ for whatever reason we do not know but i actually we do know because of the patriarchy and the idea that women are the inferior sex and that men are the superior so in saying that i i come to say this 
if men are the, the superior sex, then their um, accolades and their um, decisions to have mono- to have a monogamous relationship or to pursue a polygamous one, that's all theirs and they're entitled to that because they're men. But when it comes to women and women wanting to do the same thing, that's frowned upon. Now, I think that's something that this society, especially in my age group, need to touch on, especially because we have a... Um, we have a society a societal a society where we look down on women for doing the exact same thing as men and obviously men and women aren't the same we're inherently different but what we are is what we should be is equal and i think we should strive to that equal in um many realms whether it be socially economically politically we should also always strive to be as equal as possible now i know absolute equality equality won't be achieve in any time soon but i think it's important to strive to do that so the reason why i'm talking about female sexuality in a hot girl summer so what meg the stallion and the city girls are talking about here is talking about embracing that female sexuality it's sexual liberation and wanting to be comfortable in yourself so this can come in many forms this can come in dressing in a way that makes you feel good and not dressing for anyone else but yourself the stigma that women dress for men is completely ridiculous we dress for what makes us feel comfortable and i don't think we should shy away from that uh, in fears of being criticized or prosecuted etc so if we look in pop culture today so if we look at people like diddy um if we look at people like diddy future tristan thompson all these sorts of men kind of highlight the idea of promiscuity they are the speaker the speakers the face of toxic male masculinity but they are championed within our society because they're men they're the alpha males you know but when women such as meg the stallion the city girls um sweetie even beyonce and lizzo try and adapt the same sort of aura they're looked down upon and they're criticized being hypersexual and um just selling themselves and selling their body but when men are doing this why is it not why are we not looking at the same way you have to ask yourselves these questions so i'm going to now move on to double standards all right as i um mentioned earlier tris three men tristan thompson future and offset what do all these men have in common they all have traits of toxic male masculinity let's start with tristan thompson so he is a a basketball player professional basketball player in america his team insignificant don't want to talk about it but let's just talk about his escapades so he has a um tendency to leave uh, his girlfriends in their last trimester and cheat on them with other women so he has um been just everywhere in the media at the moment for his relationship with uh chloe kardashian and he cheated on her with um one of her close family friends jordan so the reason why he is a speaker boy for toxic male masculinity is because he has a tendency of getting with women and leaving them at their most vulnerable vulnerable states within their relationship so he left his previous girlfriend before he got with chloe when she was eight months pregnant he left chloe when she was just had given birth to their child and he cheated on her prior to that while she was in her last trimester and now let's move on to future future is a classic serial cheater and classic um projector so anything wrong with the relationship between between him and sierra uh singer r&b singer in america he would just project onto her so and then he cheat he went on to cheat on her with black china later on i think it's really interesting that now that she sierra is with uh russell i believe 
and she's in a lovely relationship she's married she's gone on to have another child future still comes back on twitter jabbing at her uh, making smart remarks criticizing her etc but when he was with her he had nothing to say interesting and let's talk about offset offset is another serial cheater who also displays toxic masculinity for example when he publicly cheated on cardi b he went on stage at her set interrupting her show her moment of glory to apologize to her in a public setting asking and begging for forgiveness and people are probably thinking this is so romantic and me myself i hope it's romantic this that massive gesture would have been romantic and beautiful and amazing but the background context of that is something much more sinister the fact that he's aware that she's in front of millions of people and if she were to disregard him and dismiss him then she would face the backlash of this so these three men kind of um symbolize and are symbolic of these toxic male masculinity traits and if women were so to speak to treat men in the treat those men in the same way they'd be frowned upon so for example when beyonce brought out her album lemonade and in one song uh when she at the end of it she says you're going to lose your wife and she really went in this whole album going in on her husband for cheating there were that she was championed for this in me a part of the beehive me myself i was like this is great this is amazing yes stand up sis we're here for it sis but then others were like, oh, how could she do that? The public embarrassing her husband, etc. And it was the majority of the men saying this. So it's interesting where this double standard lays. Now, the double standard doesn't just lay within um, celebrities. It's also within our reality. And it's also within our families, within our friendships, within our relationships, etc. So in saying this, I say, in saying this, I say that let's now move on and look at Love Island, something that many of you overseas probably don't know, but here in the UK we have a television show called Love Island, where contestants, everyday contestants, some of them are Instagram models, some of them have real jobs, some of them are um, doctors, nurses, scientists, etc., um, even sandwich makers, and they go on this show and they compete for 50k. Now, why and what does this have to do with Hot Girl Summer? Well, let me elaborate. Okay, so if you've been keeping up with um, Love Island, you're aware of the various couples. I'm not going to divulge into them because that's for that's for a completely different episode. But let's, I want to focus on the male and female dynamic within Love Island. So there is this classic trope of the just tr- the tradition of men grafting. Grafting is a term used when men are like cat, not catcalling, but really going after one specific girl or two if you know they're into that. Um, but they're pursuing this one specific girl or many and they're really working hard. They, they, the term grafting is used. So it's often the boys going after the girls in a traditional sense. However, this season, what we've seen, when girls go after the boys that they like more explicitly, they're facing a lot of backlash for that. Now, I'm going to use an example. I'm going to talk about Anna and Mora versus Danny and Michael. So Anna uh, went into Casa Moore, leaving her coupling with Jordan and coupling up with Ovi who I believe was sculpted by the Greek gods because he is an Adonis absolutely beautiful man yeah so he chose um so Anna chose Ovi to be with and then came for came back four days later with the rest of the girls and the guys back to the uh, villa and obviously chose to come up with Ovi leaving Jordan on his own now Mora left look Mora was left single by Tom uh, when he got boosted off the um island after everyone voted him off thank god because he was absolute misogynistic pig but we will we will 
divulge into that later or maybe on another episode and then Mora coupled up with another man who I can't even remember the name because let's face it he doesn't really talk and he doesn't get that much airtime anyway now if we look at the way in which Mora chose to couple up she chose to couple up once she was single and there were two boys in the villa at the in Castro Moore at the time that she was kind of debating between she kissed both of them now Mora is overtly very sexual she talks about sex and other um just her sexuality she's very comfortable in her sexuality and um many would call her femme fatale or like a temptress in a way so she's facing a lot of criticism from the general public because she's being so overtly sexual but I'm thinking just because someone speaks about um sex and other um things so openly doesn't mean that they're promiscuous in any way shape or form it's the same thing with city girls it's the same thing with meg the stallion just because they're overtly sexual and comfortable in their sexuality and they reek of feminine liberation that doesn't then mean that they are uh, sluts and skets and hoes etc that just means that they're comfortable and it's interesting when the light is now shifted onto the men and they behave in the exact same way for example danny or even um, Michael, or even Tommy, when they are pursuing the women of their dreams. Yes, they get um, a lot of backlash from us uh, modern women on Twitter who don't approve of their uh, misogynistic ways, but majority of the society, if I say, they kind of agree with um, Tommy and Michael and Danny, and they champion them for their behaviour. But when it comes to the women and them being overtly sexual, they're not impressed with it and they're not happy i'm so confused because the same locker room talk that they talk on love island and that they talk in the in football in basketball etc in sports in boys clubs in group chats etc is the same how girls talk but men don't want to believe this for some reason and i don't know why if we look at um tom for example or even tom asking oh she wanted he wanted to see if um, Maura was all mouth now that's locker room talk the same way in which uh, Mora was like, oh, the things I would do to him, etc. But Tom obviously was met with backlash only because he got caught out, in my opinion. Because if he hadn't and Mora hadn't heard that, no one would have said anything. But Mora, on the other hand, every time she says something, she's now ridiculed and criticised. Is it just because she's a woman and she's comfortable in her sexuality? We have to ask these questions. And I'm going to move on to Yuande and Amber and Amy. Now, they have bared the brunt of toxic male masculinity. Yuande was... If Yolanda, I'm going to say, was coerced in a way to open up to a man that she didn't even feel that she, that she was comfortable to do so. Amber in the same way as well. Yolanda and Amber were coerced to open up in this way. And then when the boys got, got what they wanted, they got their place, they kind of became comfortable and saw that the girl was becoming to be more vulnerable. They then went on to look at other girls. And I'm not saying that they're committed and they committed marriage or anything, but it's the idea of you're coercing someone to put down their walls and to open up to you and then you're just dismissing it and saying that they didn't put any effort in when it takes a lot do you know what i mean so it's just interesting why pursue something so much and then disregard it in the end of it and don't want it anymore and just go for something easier i mean that's a discussion for another day you can disagree with me i rather you not right now because i'm right so and then that let's lastly look at amy and it's quite sad because she kind of had an idealistic um she was disillusioned from the time she came into the villa in my opinion going with curtis and kind of believing in everything he said and i think 
she was right to call Curtis an actor because that's exactly what he was. He was a master in sculpting this idea of a future that him and Amy had. I wouldn't say that he suggested marriage or kind of um, alluded to that, but he did allude to a relationship. I think when, where Amy went wrong is where she kind of went head over heels and she was a symbol and was symbolic of that trope of the damsel in distress. She was waiting for a man to come and make her feel secure. Whereas Amber, Yawande and Annie, and Anna, sorry, have said many times that you are your own person. You've come in here on your own and you, you can't, you believe in your, believe in your own source in it. Like you need to believe in yourself and feel good within yourself. And that's what Hot Girl Summer is all about. You can't wait on somebody else to make you happy you can't base your happiness off of of someone else's reassurance do you get it you have to be comfortable in yourself happy with with and by yourself before you can even go and look for somebody else and that's just my opinion you could disagree with it i'd rather you not so to wrap it all up wrap it all up hot girl summer is about loving yourself believing yourself being happy by yourself female empowerment male empowerment and just to not depend on anybody else if someone else comes along and they add to that happiness fair enough but you should always be happy on your own and by yourself and that is what hot girl summer is all about Okay, so in closing, I'm going to talk about um, a few celebrities that and a few celebrities and people in the mainstream media that have inspired me in a way to be more um, happy, confident, phenomenal and just really self-secured. So aside from people like um, Megan Thee Stallion, Beyonce, Lizzo, Sweetie, City Girls. And I, I suggest you all listen to all of their music because it's just absolutely sick and it's the most amazing playlist for Hot Girl Summer if you want to look up some of those artists. Now, the influences I'm going to talk about are more on the basis of um, current affairs more so than pop culture. So my first um, influence is Maya Angelou. And if you've been listening to my podcast, you're now aware that Maya Angelou is like one of my favourite authors of all time. She is just amazing she's been so through so many things she was a civil rights act- activist she was a dancer a singer an academic a writer a poet uh, she, and the list goes on the reason why she's one of my influences is because she doesn't conform or can be boxed into what is known as that typical beauty she's always said and always thought um when i was reading her book i know why the cage bird sings she's always talked about being not the typical beauty being quite ugly and not fitting in with societal expectations she was dark skinned she had 4c hair she was absolutely tall taller than most of her family members even her brother but when she walked into a room see she exuded and just gave off that elegance and phenomenal aura that people just had to stare at her Now, another person that one of my influences is Michelle Obama. I think the way that she speaks and carries herself and writes so in her own lane and not being overshadowed by her husband, Barack, is amazing. And I think that everyone should look up to her. And then lastly, Angela Davis, who when facing the absolute, absolute oppression, when facing all this, the brunt force of um, white supremacy in America, she stood up when everyone was trying to criminalize her actions, she stood up. So Angela Davis, civil rights activist academic black panther is another one of my influences 
so in closing in closing today a hot girl summer is about believing in yourself living your best life possible loving laughing sharing and just being happy and content with yourself before you look for that in somebody else and if someone else comes along then that's great but a hot girl summer don't be misconstrued it's not all about um polygamy monogamy another person a man a woman it's about you individually and you standing in your own right finding your own purpose and being happy in that and knowing that no one can take away from what you have so from now on your girl says good night until next time